So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This season of For F1's Sake is brought to you by Carfection. Party mode! Oh, hello. Carfection on YouTube is the place to go for anyone who loves cars that are fast, expensive, luxurious, or just plain cool. Party mode! Party mode! And don't forget, Carfection features the best looking car content anywhere online. I feel like I'm in a Tesco's car park. <laughs> Visit youtube.com forward slash carfection now. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the soon-to-be-banned party mode of F1 podcasts. What I like to do is go really hard at the beginning and then stop. That wasn't meant to sound sexual. But I- Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that is always exhausted before the race event starts. As a Carlos Sainz joke. It might be a bit subtle. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the errant wheel of F1 podcasts. Smash in the face. We will not be held back by tethers. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the Bahrain outer circuit of F1 podcasts. Super quick. Terrible. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the only F1 podcast that will all get a tattoo if Cyril Abitable does. I think we should all get a tattoo of Miss Apex logo, that'd be it. Hello, I'm Chica Reyes, who suck it. On the pod this week, we'll be chatting about the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa-Francorchamps, where, oh look, Mercedes got a 1-2 and it was quite boring. We'll also talk about the new, now-completed 2020 calendar and Williams not being Williams anymore and all sorts of other shit. Party mode! That's all to come. Joining me is a man who is cooler than he was before. It is Phil Troman. Hello everyone. Yeah. How um, cool were you before, Phil? I mean, I was pretty cool before, but uh, mm-hmm. even cooler now. Bought a new fridge freezer. And alongside him is a man who went on a hike. It is Terry Saunders. Not much to say, really. I went on a hike at the weekend. Um, it was to Box Hill in Surrey. Oh, I've ridden my bike over there. Well, what I didn't realise is Box Hill in Surrey is very hilly. I thought it was going to be one of those kind of names that... You know, one of those names where you kind of go, oh, this is named it because it used to be a hill here years ago. No. Box, box. Yeah, it's still there. Chica, what are you that to? Well, I also went bike riding, but in real life. Weird. But I saw a celebrity on my bike ride. Oh. It was Ben Wishaw. Oh. Okay. Paddington Bear. Q from... Yeah, I was going to say, oh, you've been in a movie with him, Terry. You should know your best Yes, mate, and he kept looking at me like he knew me. I was, t- I was telling all my friends it was like eight seconds, but looking back, it was probably three. Why were you only behind him for eight seconds? Was he burning you off or did you go stay? No, he just him? swished past the- and turned into some like cool courtyard. In oh, Ben Swishel, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, try and say 
lightweight as we trundle in a predictable procession to Listener's Corner, where you speak your brains at us and we decide if your thoughts are any good. So let's start off by talking about Mercedes dominance. They've got the best team, the best driver, and also Valtteri Bottas. Now, John Gardner says, I'm interested to know what makes someone a Mercedes fan, or other than the obvious 90s-esque Manchester United glory-seeking. They have to be just about the most boring F1 team on the grid, even allowing for Sauber. Perfection is so tedious. Is anyone else tired of their pretentious bullshit, making out the races are hard and that Bottas has even the remotest of chances to fight his teammate. I really thought we'd never see worse in the Ferrari and Red Bull dominance periods, but seriously, after seven seasons of this shit and the promise of at least one more, we desperately need a classic FIA Ferrari back rule change like the good old days to mix up a bit. Bring back early 2013 tyres. Yep, I agree with all of that. I don't know how anyone can be a Mercedes fan is anyone a Mercedes fan? Have you ever met someone that goes, oh, I love Mercedes? It's just... Yeah. Yeah, well, they seem to sell a lot of merch. Oh, but that's I different, I keep seeing it? people wearing Mercedes F1 merch when I'm out and about. Oh, yeah, but that's the kind of idiots that buy Formula One merch. <laughs> We've talked about those before. They're the worst people in the world. <laughs> Second only to those who listen to Formula One podcasts. To be fair. Um, I think they should bring back early 2013 tyres, but with the proviso that they're used. <laughs> yeah, they're actual tyres from 2013 and they're starting to go off. Not okay. even Formula One tyres, just early tyres. Yeah. Gary's near me that's got a load of tyres, I'll just down. ask for some. Maybe at the start of every race, the teams should be able to run out to the tyre walls and just pick out their tyres from there. Anything to make it more interesting. I mean, I thing is, I agree with John's point in that Mercedes stick of going oh no we're working really hard and we never know if we're going to win or not and oh it's really tricky you know it's just like oh mm. come on well no, at least, sometimes uh, when they wear funny clothes they mess it all up I know but at mm. least when Red Bull were all over the place they were playing techno music and party time and you know um, being being generally cocky about it you want a bit of cockiness don't you it's all a bit too corporate and I don't know much about Mercedes cars but I'm guessing they're not the sexiest ones in the world, are they? No, well, it depends which ones. They're pretty, pretty sought after, I would say. Yeah, but they're not kind of like on a nine-year-old's bedroom wall sexy. Yeah, it de- depend on the model. They do. <laughs> depends on the nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ross Chaplin points out that Hamilton can now catch COVID-19 and have a great chance of still leading the title after he comes back. And Jeff Brown says Mark Marquez breaking his arm has led to one of the most exciting MotoGP seasons in 20 years. I'm not saying someone should break Lewis's arms, Lewis's arm, but it might just improve the show. Yeah, he's a long way ahead now, isn't he? What is it? 50 points, something like that? I think... 47, I think. 47 I think points. If Hamilton caught COVID-19, what would probably happen is the tests would get mixed up and it'd be, they'd be like, oh, Bottas, mate, you've got it. <laughs> no, 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 I definitely haven't. He's like, sorry, the test says it. You've got to have to take two weeks off. Um, but I, I also approve of breaking driver's arms, breaking anything, anything. I think they should all have a little kind of fight. Imagine if they had a little fight before they started the race. You know when they all did that big circle mm-hmm. for the race, for the anthem and that? Yeah. What if after that, they all had to run Great at each fight. other. <laughs> is that like the start of the Hunger Games? Is that what you're saying? There's just a big I haven't pile seen of the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, they can bash each other with a trophy. 
And then at the end of the race, there's like bits of blood on the trophy and stuff. Moving on. Paul Hinton is tired of Bottas's bullshit. He says, if a point was awarded for shittest excuse for being shit, Bottas would be one point ahead of Verstappen in the championship. So far this year, we have had glazed brakes, a light going off on the steering wheel, the wrong colour race suit, and now a numb leg. Surely he must be a contender already for FF1S Driver of the Year. All right, Paul, don't tell us what to do with Driver of the Year shit, right? That's our decision, you know. I'm sorry, if you've got a numb leg, I think that's a... Totally fair excuse. What, what is this numb leg? I didn't even hear this excuse. I think what he was complained it? on the radio. He was halfway round while he was, you know, steadily losing a couple of times. I was pretty sure I was asleep at that point. Yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> and he basically just came on the radio and said, oh, my left leg's a bit numb. That was the most exciting thing that happened for most of the race, I think. Yeah. You should remember that, Terry. There's another version of this where his left leg's a bit numb because he's just, with his spare arm, he's just piled a syringe into it. <laughs> his spare arm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, driving. Other than on. the two that he was using to drive the car. Well, was he? Was he? Was he really driving a car? Hmm? That wasn't his but, arm. You know, he's just he's just had some heroin or something. Oh right. That's, that's, okay. that's your bit, is it? <laughs> Bottas was on heroin. <laughs> that's why his leg was numb. <laughs> I like you say, is that my bit? Like I'm a kind of. 50s comedian in a gold spangly jacket. I just think it, well, I, I think mean, it would explain you know. a lot. If we found out like when there's the books of Formula One 2020 in years to come and they mm-hmm. went and by the way, Bottas is a junkie, you'd be like, Yeah, actually it doesn't make sense. Was it was it like <laughs> when was it a few years ago Weber had had he broken his leg or he'd done something to his leg a few years ago, like mountain biking or something. And he didn't he race and he could barely walk, but he somehow managed to bullshit his way and get in the car, knowing that if he actually said, no, I've broken my leg, they wouldn't let him in. Am I making this up? Where Bottas is the opposite. He's, he's, Bottas is sat across the <laughs> for 20 minutes and he's like, I'm not fucking <laughs> race this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I once, when I was at school, sat cross-legged through a whole assembly so long that my leg went numb and I stood up and I fell over. <laughs> In front of everybody. Wow. Just saying. Explains it a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Why did you get a really good laugh out of it when you were like, oh? Alas, no. Alas, it was more the the bullies going, it's Terry that falls over. That's when I turned to comedy. It's good to know. What, Terry that falls over? Yeah. Oh, that'll catch on. Okay. New t shirt. Damien Dent wants a tyre overhaul. Something needs to be done with a tyre situation. It is a utter clusterfuck. The drivers can only race properly for a short while before they have to indulge in tyre management. Just give the overpaid sods the fucking tyres to allow them to drive balls out for the whole race. Well, they used to do that and it was still boring. It's not the tyres. We think it's the tyres, but it's actually just everything. Holistically. (laughs) No. (laughs) Shit. I know, I do agree, but the last few... Surely it could have been a bit more exciting if it wasn't for the tyres. Well, there is a reason we can go into why this race was particularly boring. But the tyres were a factor. The, they, they definitely so, were tyres. Davian, you are right. Philip Morby said, Do you think Danny Rick will make that all-elusive podium this year? And what would you guys make Cyril get as a tattoo? I think he should have... Do you remember that helmet that Valentino Rossi wore about 10 years ago, which, as he was racing on his bike with his head down, the top of his helmet was just his face going, hey! I think he should get that, but of Danny Ricciardo doing that face. On his I think, own face. 
I think he should just get um, the Mercedes logo. <laughs> nice. Ah, no, I would make Cyril Lipitable get a tattoo, a photorealistic tattoo of Cyril Lipitable. Well, no one wants that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what is Cyril Lipitable? Because he looks different every time. Is it kind of short hair Cyril, long hair Cyril, mm. young Cyril, stress I would Cyril? Get, I would faces. find out where his chest hair sort of ends, and I would get it so that it goes on his chest hair, so that as his chest hair grows, it looks like he has more hair. I bet his chest hair never ends. It wait, French, <laughs> isn't he? I think he should get, um... Party mode! Yes, that, in big letters, across his mm. chest. And then it should be banned the following year. <laughs> in other news, after the craziness that was the Belgian Grand Prix, could it be more exciting at Monza? Because the party's over, party mode that is a ban on single lap mega mode on F1 engines comes into force at the Italian Grand Prix, which in theory means that everyone will be closer in qualifying. Will it work though? No. Nope. Maybe a bit. Mercedes, Mercedes might be a little less far ahead. Yeah. But that'll be it. And that'll be it. Because yeah. the suggestion is that they've got a better party mode than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've managed to sort of somehow map all the little bits of the car in a slightly better way than everybody else. But also mm-hmm. their engine is better than everybody else's anyway. Yeah, they got a better so, engine than Nestle. Yeah. Maybe it'll work, no. but it, no, it won't make any difference to the grand scheme of things. It just may, okay. might mean that they're you know four tenths ahead of everybody instead of half a second. Williams are saved. Well, they got some money at least, and all they had to do was see control to a large anonymous investment capital firm, a move that always ends very well. So congratulations to Doralton Capital and BCE Limited, a company which sounds like it could be owned by Bernie Eccleston, but we're 99% sure isn't. The new owners say they'll do a detailed review of the business, which almost definitely means that Claire Williams will still be in charge next year, right? Oh, I don't know. It's very depressing. Is it? You're not happy about this? Yeah. No. Because you weren't happy about them, you know, still being family-owned, but plunging into obscurity and financial ruin. So now they've got a big cash injection. They've got... But this is like a fire sale. Look, they've turned down Lawrence Stroll... Buying Williams, you know, like whatever we think about him, he's a he's, he loves racing and all the rest of it. And obviously, what he's doing to Force India, whatever Racing Point is proving to do, go quite well. And Williams turned that down because they were too proud. And now they've gone for a company called Doralton Capital. Mm-hmm. They they've not even had the foresight to change their name to something motor racing soundy, like Go Faster Capital or. Racing, Stripes. racing money, yeah, anything. Doralton Capital sounds like asset strippers, and if they can't even market their own fucking name, what chance have we got? Williams are dead. Well, they're keeping the you name. Heard it here first. And for the moment, at least, they're keeping Claire Williams, and probably keep Frank around. I don't know. Well, they'll weed them out for special occasions, won't they? But I don't know. I just I don't feel like this is good. My well, spidey sense, but my gut feeling says. Williams are doomed. And I actually, think, this is a fire sale that means they're more doomed than before. No, I, they I think doomed. they'll be around for a while, but they just won't have anything interesting about them because before they were the, the team that was still family-owned and they had, you know... And I suppose they'll still have this long heritage of being great in the 90s and blah, blah, blah. But um, now they're just another corporation. They had no chance of surviving. Well, exactly. So... I, I'm sorry. They did because they they've turned down other yeah. offers in the last few years because they were too proud and now they've finally got to a point where 
you know, obviously this was announced the day after the Concord What's It was signed, so obviously they were mm. waiting on that. It, it's just, it feels like this is not going to go well. But they, I mean, they turned down the stroll money, which was, you know, the daddy of an aspiring race driver. But now yep. there is some suggestion, and this has not been confirmed, because there was some suggestion that the company behind Doralton Capital, BCE Limited, BCE, could stand for Bernard, Bernard Charles Eccleston, but apparently doesn't. Uh, mm. The unconfirmed rumours that I've heard from several places that is that it's actually the fund for the Matthews family, namely James Matthews, who is Mr Pippa Middleton and a very average racing driver in his younger days in the 90s, raced in British Formula 3. Oh, so now we've literally got Formula 1 royalty. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's uh, he's the laird of Glen Affric. <laughs> so, I don't know why that's funny. Um, not a euphemism. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that goes back to the days of your Formula One, owned yeah, by some like the new, rich uh, aristocrat. Yeah, it's the new uh, what's his name who used to own Hesketh, Lord Hesketh. Yeah, I can't get excited over this. Okay, but what is exciting is more racing. So yeah, we're going to be getting a, uh, a F1 race every single weekend until New Year or something with the confirmation of the full calendar for 2020. But one particular highlight is that we'll have not one, not three, not five, but two races in Bahrain. One will be called the Bahrain Grand Prix at the end of November and one will be a week later and called, hey, at least we're not Saudi Grand Prix. Wait, sorry, the Sakir Grand Prix. And it'll be a different layout, using the circuit's outer loop to create what will likely be the shortest F1 laps ever. With lap times below 55 seconds, how many laps will it be before Grosjean gets lapped then? Seven. How many, how many laps in the race? 87. 4,000. <gasps> but it's going to be super... Like they're, they're, I mean, 55 is the, is seconds is the, is the term I've been hearing kicking around but I've heard at least one person say it could be as low as 53 if they're really quick because it's quite a fast circuit they basically chop about seven corners out of it just go around the out the track and come outside the track and come hmm. back again so that's going to be fun it's going to get really traffic. boring isn't it and it is going to be boring isn't it well they're going to be lapping back markers within like 10 laps which could be quite fun and qualifying will be yeah. a bit natural because there won't be any room on the track for them to sort of do their spacing out that'll be good yeah that'll be the qualifying will be a few good, people who miss the cutoff and end up going down Q1 by mistake I do. Oh. I do like the idea that they're they're using a different layout. I sort of wish they'd done that with the other double headers that they've had. Yeah, Silverstone's got yeah. lots of layouts, haven't they? Yeah, they could have just razzed around the club circuit, which would have been quite fun. Or um, just driven around Northamptonshire. Yeah, would <laughs> that would have been a more interesting Head down race. To Kettering. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's something different. I'm not going to slag them off for that. There's plenty of other things we can slag them off for. Um, but, you know, them trying something new, you know, this is the season to do it. No, I think it's good. I think I think it's good that they're doing extra extra things. I think having a loop is good. It's just Ross Braun saying it's kind of an oval when it no, really not. isn't an oval. No. It, it just makes you think, why don't they just do it on an oval? I mean, that would Go be back interesting because I'd imagine most of the drivers won't really know how to race on an oval, particularly. And I mean, the tyres won't idea. last. Well, yes. Six cars will start the race, and then they'll be bottled off. <sighs> Grosjean. Okay, so who wants to catch COVID-19? 
So get yourself a dirt cheap ticket to this year's Turkish Grand Prix, which may or may not be called the Hale Eastwinot Bahrain Grand Prix. Yes, as well as the two races in Bahrain, turn eight has been confirmed for this season, as well as the circuit that's apparently attached to it. And you'll be able to buy tickets with prices starting at just three pounds and some 100,000 spectators expected. Pandemic, schmandemic. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Turkey, back, good. Is it? I mean, to be honest, with this season, I'd rather they just finished it now. <laughs> Last two races would be boring. Lewis Hamilton's going to win. They might as well just go. That's it. Yeah, there are six races what, this year. I want to see what happens at Monza. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, Monza's coming mm. out. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's going to be maybe glorious. Not fun, but interesting. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> Can't fucking wait. But then Turkey. Anyway, yeah, Turkey. Yeah, great. I and, mean, uh, apparently, well, three pound tickets. Apparently. Mugello, is it Mugello that's got t- fans as well? Because they opened Mugello up to spectators. Oh, I think. Which obviously, being the Italian 1000 Ferrari race Grand Prix with Ferrari being so terrible, it's like, <laughs> are, you sure you want, are you sure you want fans there? Are you sure? Because <laughs> you know, you've got a really good excuse. See of people you've got a really red. good excuse to not have fans. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's an excuse here that you could use. You just say it's the pandemic and no one can come. <laughs> And then there'll be no shots of... Tens of thousands of people looking really angry as they drive past, slowly, at the back. Uh, Unless they get that... You remember that little boy that loved Kimi Raikkonen when he drove for Ferrari? Yes. They should get him to start the race, but now he's like a moody teenager and he hates Ferrari. He'll be wearing like a Mercedes (laughs) T-shirt. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for f one sake or find us on Facebook where we're for f one sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we're right, you can add fuel to that fire by which I mean beer in our mouths. That's what these folks did. They are Henry Fawn. Thank you, Henry. Henry? Ends in an I. Henry Fawn would be the kind of guy who would... Everything he told you, he'd be sitting at a piano. <laughs> Jem Vidal. That's a good name. Now, I'm not, I don't want to put pressure on listeners who haven't bought us beer, but if there is anyone whose surname is Sassoon, <laughs> please also <laughs> buy us a pint. Keith Falconer. Keeps coming back. It's like I wearing a glove and I've called yeah, you to sit Falcon. on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny and Ralph Brynard. Thank you very much, Jenny and okay. Ralph. Do you both listen to this? Hmm. Or have you maybe got a PayPal account? That Ralph is using, and you want to set it up in both your names. Uh, or are you being sexist? Yeah, not inadvertently. Bryce Davies. Thank you, Good. Bryce. We got a lot of return return donees, donees, donators, donors, even. Um, it's a good thing. I Twice as nice with Bryce. Nice. Jeremy Hopwood. Sorry, Jeremy. Jeremy. Your name doesn't rhyme as well. Anthony Mumford. Nope. <laughs> not saying it. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. You get a week off. And Ian Cox. Wasn't... That was, wasn't it? What? Wasn't that the name of that murderer that killed the little girl? No. Oh, okay. In that case, Ian, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to do your due diligence. You can't just accept money willy-nilly. Yeah, setting up a regular donation from HMP Brentwood. (laughs) It's Ian Huntley. Thanks, Ian. (laughs) right so before we get to the teams and yeah we are going to try and cover the race at some point a quick check in with our reviews on apple podcasts and you have not disappointed great john says genre defining five stars imagine if the wire was in fact a contemporary f1 podcast yeah i mean this is what i've always said yeah 
Yeah. Crispin Wibbly says, well, it's not Missed Apex. Somehow, through the jokes, and sometimes surprisingly, they actually provide some great insight. A must for all F1 fans. I'm not having no. that. I'd say no one is more surprised than us when we're <laughs> But if you want to write a review for us on Apple Podcasts, you can also buy us a beer or two. You can do all of these things at... FFFF. FFFF. FF1SSSS.com slash pint, 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 pint. Party mode! Now it's time for the teams, and let's start, if we must, with Mercedes. So, at this point, do we even need to tell you it is a Mercedes 1-2? Hamilton won by miles, Bottas wasn't good enough to get near him, but still managed to be second. Whoop-de-woo! See you in Monza! Next! Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> Hamilton was great. Uh, made one mistake that I saw, where he ran wide at a corner once. Worked out um, fine, though. Yeah, but he was, you know, he was ahead of everybody else and nobody was going to catch him and he won by a mile and Bottas was there. Done. How do we fill this next box? I don't know. So, there's a reason why the race was shit. And it was okay. because of rain. Didn't oh, happen. Didn't happen. Mm. But on Friday, they thought it would happen. So, Red Bull opted to go for a thicker wing in mm. case it rained. And then Mercedes followed suit because, you know, they're just mm. they're just covering bases, aren't they? Because they're so much better. Like they, you know, if Mercedes, if Red Bull are going to put more downforce on, then we will too. But it meant they had cars that weren't very good in the dry, and because it didn't rain, they had shit cars. Whereas if it, if they knew at the start of the week it wasn't going to rain, they'd have had less downforcey cars, and it would have been a better race. Mm. So. Are you saying that Mercedes had set their car up wrong and had a shit car, and yet they still romped home one, two, and miles ahead of everybody else? No, because Mercedes and Red Bull both went for the right. But that, the I mean, those two romped well. Well, one of the Red Bulls still romped home ahead of everybody else. Whereas well, on please. Friday, the Red Bull in less downforce mm. were a bit better. So it was going to be a proper race on their hands, but it all got neutralised because they went, "Oh, it's going to rain," and it never rained. So what you're so saying actually, is they need more accurate weather data. They need more data. All rain. We keep coming back to the sprinklers, don't we? Mm. Well, again, it, well, the other thing is, it, again, like the last week, it rained in the evening after the race. So I think just put all of the race times to like five o'clock. You know, like they call out safety cars. Could they call out a rain yeah. car? Just what would like that do, Phil? A boot full of water. Just spray and, it. Like hose pipes and just, you know, burnt mm-hmm. my lander goes around on the racing line, absolutely soaking it. Comes back in again. Race is on. And all the marshals have got like, you know, you get those brushes that kind of have a hose going down them. Yes. So they'll be sweeping the track but water's coming out. Yes. And all the fans so, well, are no, to go and piss about, on the track. How about not, not uh, fairy liquid, not just water. Ooh. Slippery and bubbles. And fun. What would happen to a Formula One car on fairy liquid track? It would slide like a mofo. Do we know this? Do we know yes. this? How do you know How this? How do you know this? 
Science. Red Bull. We can literally copy and paste previous week's script here. Uh, Verstappen was third because, of course, he was. Album was sixth because, of course, he was. Next. Same old story. Verstappen's much quicker in the same car than Albon is. He's Will Albon ever get the... better? Mm, probably not. Why was Bottas better than Verstappen this week? We know the better. car is much better, but yeah. Verstappen's so much better than Bottas that he's been second quite a few times. What yeah. did Bottas do this week that was good? Less bad. I don't care. Things. I don't well, care. Actually, uh, last time, he, uh, last time uh, Bottas had a terrible start, didn't he? He went, lost a load of place at the start. Was that last time? I can't remember. Probably. That's because he was. That's because he was cutting a line as a, when the, <laughs> the start of the race. Oh, he's t- <laughs> that as well, is it? Going to go to the drugs league now. <laughs> and doing all the drugs. Bottas. There's a t-shirt. When he was looking at the light on his steering wheel, that was his crack pipe. It's just a matter of sort of degrees of how... We don't need a lawyer to say that Bottas is smoking a crack pipe in his car (laughs) because it's ludicrous. I don't think... I think if Bottas sued us and we had to stand up... I had to stand up in court and say, Your Honour... I like like the way you change your we. Because if I have to stand in court... We're all liable, aren't we? Legally, we'd all be liable for my comments. (laughs) Yeah, but I'd defend myself, obviously, and I'd be there going, look... Clearly, I don't actually think that Bottas is smoking a crack pipe. But then we'd look over at the dock and he'd just be like red eyed. Kind of going, what? And he'd try to distract everybody and then they'd find a crack pipe on him and then I'd be the hero. Right. They'd carry yeah. you aloft. They would carry me aloft. Reno! Now then, that was a bit good. Daniel Ricciardo had an absolute cracker of a weekend to be faster than anyone except for Mercedes and Verstappen, but that goes without saying. And he actually wasn't that far off Max at the end, and he got fastest lap too. Esteban Ocon was just behind him in fifth. So, explain, are Renault good now? Ricardo basically said they'd found a setup that seemed to work, specifically with this sort of low downforce thing that they used at Spa, and they'll probably use at Monza as well. So, Mm. assuming it wasn't an absolute fluke, they should be fairly quick at Monza as well, but he's not sure yet if it's going to work on sort of higher downforce things. It seems like they've just been fiddling stuff and fiddling stuff and fiddling stuff and found something that sort of works. It was both of them, though. So exactly. You know, that seems to hint at not being just a fluke. No, indeed. A fastest lap. Yeah, not bad. Mm. I I mean, I'm I'm also also a bit disappointing because you know how you're kind of at the start of the year all the teams kind of fall into a kind of rhythm and you get used to it and as part of the story you're like okay well Renault is shit but then when they're not shit it's almost kind of disappointing because you'd like things to be you like your you like your beliefs to be reinforced not challenged is what I'm saying no Terry because the race was so boring that was one of the only things that was interesting fair yeah. enough if they've, if they've found something that they can now build on, they're like, right, this is the window in which we can work in our setup, and then maybe they get a bit close to Red Bull still. And then maybe we have a little bit of a battle at the front. What do you think? Cool. A little bit of competition. Won't happen. Stappen yeah, v. Right. Ricardo. Yeah. <gasps> Exciting. Ferrari. Just when you thought Ferrari couldn't get any worse than they were before, they nearly crash into each other and they finished 13th and 14th. And that's with both of them actually driving fairly well. 
Woo! Monza should be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be so interesting. Uh, what happened? Why? I mean... It's not just the engine, though, is it? Because, like... No. They got beaten by Raikkonen, who's in a, yes. the, who's got the same engine and a presumably shitter car. But oh no, it isn't because what? Well, it's, hey, so yeah, it's, it's Raikkonen driving it, and it's an Alpha. Yeah, it's mm. so Ferrari that they've. It's like they started the year knowing they've got an engine deficit, and they went right. The way to fix this <laughs> is to make our car worse than the engine, <laughs> and then it would all like even out. I mean, it does because for, for, for so far, so far, we've with hindsight maybe been giving them the benefit of the doubt and gone ah because they were using a dodgy engine before and now they're not and now it turns out their car's not that great. Well, actually, the car was maybe worse than we thought it was um, because yeah, they were they weren't even the first of the Ferraris, um, and also they were pretty shambolic in other areas as well. You were listening to the team radio and. Fettel was again getting pissed off with them not knowing what strategy they were doing. They seem to be just be making up strategy on the fly or just asking the drivers what they think they should do. Mm. Uh, and also, the, when the safety car came out, Leclerc came into the pits. They weren't ready for him. They didn't have any tyres. It's like, what What are you doing? <laughs> what are they mm. doing? How, I'm, I'm be quite surprised if Bonotto lasts much longer, to be honest, because this is all... Well, I have, I have a theory that this is his power play. He has fired everybody. Right. It's just him. So when it's a strategy, he has to kind of put like a little moustache on and be like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Will you lap? Do you want to pit this lap? And then he's got to kind of go and ease all the pit crew. Okay. And when you, they cut to the garage and they're all on the chairs, that's, that's all him. It's just like a series of mirrors. Is, he, is it like and the, why, uh, why is he doing this? So he doesn't get fired because he's fired oh, everybody. He? Right, so no yeah, one can fire him. He's the only okay. one left. Do you think he's actually yeah. doing it like, like they're doing the IndyCar? pit stops where there's only like one bloke and he just has to run around all the tyres yeah it's just a series of mirrors <laughs> and the FIA have agreed to kind of edit the footage so it yeah. doesn't look quite as terrible that's why Leclerc's pit stop was so shit wow because oh, Binotto yeah, had to sense. get the tyre yeah. and put the tyre on okay that does make sense now see it's perfect yeah. sense yeah but my, I mean Monza Monza oh my god where are they going to be should we, should we do some predictions guess, now guess what do you reckon because they're so slow in a straight line mm. and now in the corners as well I would honestly yeah I, f- yeah I think 15th and below for both of them if I was Ferrari I would withdraw from the next two races <laughs> <laughs> just say the fans aren't really dangerous on the car and they're really sorry but they can't take part in the third everyone Grand Prix. would know though Terry that's the, that's the yeah, but thing everyone's gonna, yeah but you know but you also have to give them some benefit of the doubt but whereas if they finish 17th you know. So if the option is you know or you know. <laughs> I'd rather you know. <laughs> True. Uh, McLaren. Carlos Sainz hopped into his car at the start of the race day, did a reconnaissance lap and promptly set fire to his exhaust. And that was the end of that. Lando Norris had a fairly solid race after a disappointing qualifying, went from 10th to 7th, and that's about all I have to say about that. Anything else? I think Carlos Sainz is jinxed. Why? Wow. Because he's really unlucky, mm. his car always breaks down, he signs for Ferrari, and look what happens. I think he's that cursed. Ferrari should... Yeah, I, I think it's. I think they should exercise him. Always exercise him? him. Or like a personal yeah. trainer? No, exorcise him. Oh, right, know, okay. <laughs> candles and salt and everything. Racing point. 
I thought being a direct copy of last year's dominant car was supposed to make you good. Dave in Design didn't spend three hours tracing photos so Stroll and Perez could finish ninth and tenth. What the fuck is going on here? I have a theory. Okay. So, ever since the Jordan days, mm-hmm. that team has been really fucking good around Spa, right? Correct? They often yeah, get propositions. They've won a couple of times. Yep. And even in the kind of slightly shitty Force India years, they would suddenly be third and fourth at Spa because they always designed their car around being good at Spa, basically. that They had a very aerodynamically efficient car that would always work at Spa. And what have they done this year? They've copied the Mercedes car badly, which means their one track where they always do well at, they can't do well at because they haven't got their own philosophy this year. They've got Mercedes philosophy, but slightly shit. Wow. That feels like an actually good point. Yeah. Mm. Which is rare. Which is rare for me, I know. But No, I like it. It's like that review said earlier. Charlie, you've reviewed yourself. It was well. like The Wire. <laughs> this was actually like... I reckon that comment was a bit like Breaking Bad. You yeah, know, yeah. starts off really good. Everyone's talking about it, but ultimately, in a few yeah. years' time, you look back and go, it's a bit shit, wasn't it? No, Breaking Bad was great. Mm. I mean, but Better Call Saul is better. So when we do a spin-off podcast... Oh, already am. Oh, Wait, isn't this the spin-off Was it called? No, it's just me. I've got my sex podcast. Uh, what's it called? Um, Terry Saunders. <laughs> what? It's just your name, but said in a sexy way. It's just me eating red meat and wanking. <laughs> Alpha Tari. <laughs> See you at the British Podcast Awards. Gasly had to battle through an unluckily timed safety car to make his strategy work. Kvyat out-qualified Gasly but got overtaken by him in the first corner. What is Gasly's career path now? Because obviously he's stuck on the Red Bull treadmill. Red Bull treadmill. And it implies that his only place he can go is Red Bull, but he's never going to go back to Red Bull, let's face it. Mm. So if you were his manager, where would you try and place him? I would try obviously and place anywhere. him in a different team. But what? But, but really, silly. If you think what's coming up next year, who's what? Who's out of contract? There's no one is. Is that four? You know, there's actually no one. Is there? No, he's going to be. Maybe he, well, he could be when Alonso comes back and is inevitably disappointing. Uh, he could take Alonso's place at Renault. Oh, French Ocon and Gasly. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Williams, Latifi. <laughs> Late Efi, more like bloody rubbish. And Russell hit a wheel and crashed out. Could he have avoided it? No, he can't he live your life expecting. Could have and turned right. Well, no. Well, the wheel was coming at him from the right. You can't live your life expecting Giovinazzi to crash in front of you all the time. I've That's wasted too many years waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think there's anything Russell could have done at that point. I mean, he was he was sort of coming around the corner with with left lock on and you see a tyre coming at you you can't really super quick change mm. direction and turn right because he probably would have just crashed and also if yeah. he turned right he'd have hit um, all the rest of the debris that was being spread all over the track by Giovinazzi's exploding car so uh, so no, there's a moment unlucky. so there's a moment where it felt like that could have been a bad crash and you don't want to joke about it but when we yeah. found out when we saw him both getting out of the car it's like okay that's fine uh-huh. and then it was slightly funny to see the replay and see, they didn't even crash because it looked like they'd come, they collided. Yeah. And the replay shows they didn't actually crash at all. That was no. almost funny. Yeah, nearly. Yeah. Now that we've got halos, we can laugh because 
when you actually think about it, it's like, hang on, that wheel shouldn't have come off. <laughs> there was a lot of science yeah, going true. into uh, that not happening. What happened to the tethers? Carlos science. Wait, it wasn't even that fast a, fast a crash. Um, mm. Unless Giovinazzi just is so good at crashing that he completely defies the state-of-the-art wheel tethers and his wheel comes back. Maybe on. that's why the Alpha is so quick, because they've got rid of the wheel tethers. Mm. But I, that, I mean, quick, that could have been... Slightly quicker than Ferrari. That could have been nasty. That's pretty much exactly what... That's what killed Henry, uh, Henry Surtees, wasn't it? John Surtees' yep. son got hit on the head by a wheel that came off a crashed car. So, uh, yeah. Thankfully, it was fine. Yes. Has to really manage much. Just pootled at the back, minding their own business, which is not really a bad way to spend a Sunday, to be honest. Bank holiday. I mean, yeah, to have a little drive around. I went for a hike. They went for a little drive. Yeah. Why not? They did the equivalent of walking up Box Hill in a dress. Apart from the fact that you just know that Grosjean would get lost if you went on a hike. <laughs> He'd All be right, completely the wrong shoes. He'd be wearing like flip flops or something. I don't even think he'd wear shoes. He seems like the type that doesn't wear shoes. Okay, of all the Formula One drivers, which ones make you take your shoes off when you get in the house? Ooh. Most of them, because that's the right thing to do. Oh, interesting. Chica, do you uh, do you insist on shoes off? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Get those shoes off in the minute. Yeah. You get the door. I bet. I bet you don't, Terry. I don't have anyone around, so that's it's, oh, it's a see. moot point. <laughs> hmm. Shoes off all the way. I'm yeah. not yet at the point where I'd provide like slippers for my guests because <laughs> I did go somewhere that? once where that had happened. Yeah, I went somewhere and they said, oh, "Shoes off if you don't mind," but there's some slippers you can use there, and they had like 20 pairs of slippers lined up. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay, you don't want to wear Shoes off is fine. Putting on odd slippers, a bit weird. What about those things you get in swimming pools? The little plastic bags you put over your shoes. Would that oh, like be acceptable? Builders, builders wear when they come in your house. Yeah, yeah, That's I'd be nice. right with that. Okay, good to know. But what if I was just wearing those as shoes? <laughs> That's all gross. Do you know which driver would? Bottas. He is shoes off the minute you come in the door. Yeah, I think. All Do you reckon that's why he's not doing very well? He takes his shoes off in the car. <laughs> <laughs> He's got no legs, legs numb. shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> Alfa Romeo. Giovinazzi did the only interesting thing in the race, and Kimi beat both the Ferraris with a Ferrari engine. How? Because the Ferrari is a shit. Mm-hmm. And Raikkonen has clearly got a little bit of life left in him. Maybe he's angling to keep his drive for another five years. Ugh. Well done, then. And now time for the standings with Terry Saunders. So because it was quite a dull race and all the drivers said they're a bit bored, I figured maybe this is the time for them to catch up with an audiobook. And obviously you prefer to listen to like non-fiction on audiobooks, so I thought I'd recommend an audiobook for each driver to listen to. At number one is we need to stop talking to white people about race, especially Leclerc, because he's not going to fucking listen. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Uh, number two is no logo. Oh, Max has hit that age. Mm. Um, number three, how to win races and influence Toto. That's Valtteri Bottas. Uh, 
Number four, Law for Dummies. That's for his <laughs> mum. <laughs> number five, The Selfish Gene is Charlotte Clerk. And number six, Testament of Youth. It's Lando Norris. Number seven, The Affluent Society. It's Lance Stroll. <laughs> By the way, I just Googled 100 best-selling ever non-fiction I've books. I haven't heard of any of Yeah, but the thing is, Phil, nor have I. But some people <laughs> listening will be nodding to this going, oh, yeah. You've got a high, yeah, yeah. high calibre of listenership. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eight, Confessions of an English Opium Eater. That's Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> he eats opium from his shoe. Um, <laughs> Ten Days That Shook the World. That's Sergio Perez talking about coronavirus. A Modest Proposal. Espanoca. No idea. I don't have ideas. The History of the Decline and Fall <laughs> of the Roman Empire. That's Carlos Sainz because he had a lot of time on his hands. In 12th place... Uh, Brief Lives which is Pierre Gasly talking about his friend listening to his friend oh that felt quite deep didn't it in 13th place A Brief History of Time that's Sebastian Vettel wondering where all the time went and Goodbye to All That is Nico Hulkenberg How to Write a CV is Antonio Giovinazzi <laughs> and The Anatomy of Melancholy is Daniel Kvyat and finally The Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care is Kevin Magnuson because he has to look after Grosjean every fucking week <laughs> so I figured as it was a boring race mm. I googled the phrase how to be less boring and found an article that said 10 steps to be less of a boring person and I figured we got We've 10 teams I figured we got 10 teams let's uh, let's listen to the 10 things and see if they work right number one rule to be less boring is make your goals spicy that's Mercedes and I think it's fair to say They've made their goals pretty spicy over the years. In second place, drop the cool act. It's a Red Bull. Kind of fits quite well, isn't it? It's yeah. like that weird thing where you go, this has worked out well. Yeah. Tell stories, but know when to stop. That's the third rule. That's McLaren. Which, again, could work. Yeah. Stop banging on about history. <laughs> Number four, hide your phone from yourself. That's Racing Point with their fucking Twitter account. Just <laughs> pack it in, mate. Um, f- fifth is very apt it's initiate something anything <laughs> that's Ferrari <laughs> sixth place take the muzzle off that's Renault seventh place screw your routines that's Alfa Tari uh, eighth place do or try interesting things that's Alfa Romeo and ninth place is take a conversation somewhere that's Haas and in tenth place they haven't got a point yet but the tenth point on the list for Williams was smile <laughs> that works very Just well smile. Yeah. couldn't it yeah. <clears throat> I think we can all learn something from that. And now it's time for the man of the match of driving. Ricardo. Daniel Pierre Gasly. Oh. And now it's time for the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Spa is a good track. I don't get it. Why in this year of Formula 1 being topsy-turvy do we get another race like that again? Look, we know Spain is shit, but Spa? It's bloody Spa. But don't worry, F1 has a solution. As we've discussed, next week the party modes will be banned. And I'm broadly in favour of this because party mode is such a terrible name for them that they deserve to be banned on the spot. You guarantee people who like calling it party mode are the same sort of people who'd have live-love-dream stuck to their wall or a gift set of fucking gin. 
and parties. Can you imagine in the current F1 lot at a party? Bottas would be standing by the wall, boring anybody about exactly why he wasn't great this week. Grosjean would be pissed on one perno and then throwing up, but keeps missing the toilet. And Ricardo would be demanding to drink from everyone's shoe before making them get a tattoo. But it does leave a funny taste in my mouth, though. The party mode thing, not the shoey. We all want closer racing, and Mercedes are way out in front. But unless they've been cheating like Ferrari definitely were, it seems unfair to hold them back. When it's the fault of all the others for doing worse. But don't worry... I have a solution. Let's not ban party modes. Let's lean into it. Yes, you can have extra power in Q3, but it comes at a cost. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. What goes up must come down, etc. If you've had a boost of power in Q3, then at some point during the race you have to have a reduction, and you're not necessarily in control. What if that reduction was controlled by another car? Max is chasing down Lewis. Instead of push to pass, he pushes a button and Lewis slows down. It's basically the same as DRS. Even better, wire up all these buttons to random cars, so whenever Bottas tries for more boost, he ends up sending Grosjean careering off the track. That makes a lot of sense for Grosjean's career, actually. I love it. That was the State of F1, brought to you this season by Carfection. Terry, where is our video, bitch? A video went up last week about data. Surprisingly, it had quite positive comments. And so there are more coming. There's going to be at least another four, which is good, because I've... I've only got three ideas, um, but, <laughs> you know, sell it, sell it, Terry. Um, but yeah, if you like the videos, tell your friends, tell your family, tell um, tell anybody, just anybody that will like it. And tell Carfection that I'm great, because although I've not been a comedian for a while, I've still got an ego, so, you know, <laughs> love me. Find the state of F1 right now at youtube.com forward slash Carfection and stick around to discover the best looking car content anywhere online. That is youtube.com forward slash carfection. Now, that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the sale of a car this week. Nigel Mansell's, or one of Nigel Mansell's ex-Williams uh, FW14Bs has been sold and has been bought by one Sebastian Vettel. <gasps> really? Yeah, apparently. Do you know what? That makes me like Vettel a lot more. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I'll let you have a go in it. Oh, and to Terry Saunders. That would be a video. Me crashing a multi-million pound car. Do you reckon? I, do you reckon? Honestly, if 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 you put me in a Formula One car, right, with my racing pedigree, do you think I would be able to get enough speed up to crash it? <laughs> no, genuinely, I've heard they're okay. quite famously difficult just to get off the line. I mean, I've I've driven well, in that a case, sort of. Low, low sports cars that have really sensitive throttles and clutches and I've just bunny hopped my way along and I've been driving for a while so I, I very much doubt I could drive a Formula 1 car at any kind of speed. Well in that case Formula 1 teams if you're listening or owners of classic cars I think I'm the perfect guy to drive the car because <laughs> I won't get it very far and we'll all get good content. <laughs> and to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about the Indy 500 which happened last week and was a bit of a damp squib. Um, Takuma Sato won, which is just hilarious. And Alonso was lapsed. Great. I think we always knew when he was in F1 that Sato was destined for greatness. You always thought Sato and Alonso on the same field, one of them is going to be lapped. <laughs> if the current F1 grid all ended up in Indy, 
Kvyat and Giovinazzi would be the champions and Lewis Hamilton would be lapped. We'll be back next week to discuss the Italian Grand Prix in Italia. Without Ferrari, they're going to pull out. <laughs> in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Terry, where can people buy merch? They can find merch at the merch store outside my flat. If that doesn't work, you can go to ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. Thanks for listening. See you next week. I've been Graz. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.